Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. It's time for Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> after that wild rant, I'm sorry, I, I can't help myself sometimes. We we have the, 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 the one, the only, the princess of reason and virtue. She has a calming effect on whoever hears the vibrant and beautiful sounds of her voice. Our very own majesty, royalnessness, Princess Diana. Welcome, your majesty. I'm sorry that I, 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 before your segment, I went off again. <laughs> I, I just go off the rails sometimes. I can't help myself. But these people just make, I just, I read this stuff and I get infuriated. And it just, Well, you're right. I think that when you say you're, you go off the rails, it's when you are right on. I just cheer you on when you get yourself passionate about it. Because you're right, and especially, I, I wanted to add, you mentioned about their use of words, devious use of words. I just wanted to note one thing, that all of a sudden, Dems and the Democrats know what women are. Oh. <laughs> they, have, they have spent oh. a lot of time in the last year or so, oh, we don't know what a woman, we can't define a woman, people who get pregnant. Now, you listen to every single Democrat, and they're talking about women's rights, and there's no question in their mind they know who women are. Well, well, well. Uh, you posted a story this morning, and I about fell out of my chair again laughing. The story is that liberals have turned on Liz Cheney because all oh, Liz Cheney disappointed them. It was going so well, Liz. And then you had to celebrate the downfall of Roe v. Wade. What about this? Well, this is, this is you know, the idea that, uh, you know, some establishment Republicans have, that they can reach across the aisle, they can make nice with the opposition party, and then they will be treated well forever by their enemies, their political enemies, and by the media is just false. And it happens every single time any Republican reaches across the aisle, then the moment that there is something that comes out of their mouths that's quote-unquote conservative or Republican, then they get turned on. So the idea that you can have an alliance with these people is just false. But it's the siren song that establishment types keep falling for, and they probably will forever until we vote them out again. Yep, so now they don't like old Liz Cheney because Liz Cheney celebrated the downfall of Roe v. Wade. Now she's on the outs again. Well, interestingly enough, this week, Mm -hmm. I I have to tell you, this week, she sent out letters, fundraising letters, and pleas to the Democrats in Wyoming, telling them to cross the aisle and vote for her, because she is in deep trouble, as you know, in Wyoming, and probably will lose. 
So she really needs Democrats. So she stepped on her own message by tweeting celebration of this pro-life decision. Well, now Sue Collins is in the news today, too. Uh Senator Sue Collins, who voted for Gorsuch and Kavanaugh, that teed off liberals at the time. They kept saying, don't vote for these people. It's going to be the end of Roe v. Wade. She says, oh, no, no, no. They they assured me that they believe in stare decisis. And now old Sue Collins is out there saying, hmm, hmm, what happened? What happened here? They 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 told me that they they told me that they believed in stare decisis. And now I have to tell you something. You're probably not gonna like this. I like Sue Collins. I I I like Sue Collins. I think Sue Collins makes me infuriated so many times that I'm just ready to pull out my hair and I'm just like that Sue Collins and I call her all sorts of terrible names for ten minutes. And then I'll hear Sue Collins say something once in a while, and I'm like, wow, that really makes sense. Sue Collins is very reasonable. But overall, I like Sue Collins. I just think that Sue Collins, look, she's a liberal. She's a liberal Republican. If she if she becomes any more liberal, she'd be a Democrat. But once in a while, Republicans can count on Sue Collins to come in and save the day on something. So, well, she was the key vote for the Kavanaugh uh, nomination. So, yes, that is true. And she's probably the only kind of Republican that could win in her state of Maine. So, therefore, Sue, Sue Collins is part of the big tent, and she is important for the Senate. But I, I'm, I'm with you. I agree that she can be infuriating. But this idea that she took notes on what was said <laughs> in their conversations, and that has the force of law that these uh-huh. justices therefore have to go with her interpretation of her notes of what they said when they had a chat with her is just farcical. I, I think it's funny because I think she's looking for political cover because of what I mentioned, that vote was very controversial in her home state. And so she needs some kind of, well, he told me elsewhere. That's why I vote for Kavanaugh. But I don't think it's going to hurt her one way or the other. She has passed that crisis. So but I think listen, so. Can I, so, go ahead. so so besides Hillary Clinton being the most cheated woman on in America, that's what Rush used to call her, I guess Sue Collins now is the second most cheated woman in America. She believed these guys and gals were going to just go ahead and be like uh, all Roe v. Wadey up, and they kind of just pull the rug out of Sue and cheated on her. Well, that Republicans always have done that. As I mentioned, the last, I mentioned yesterday, this is very important, the Casey ruling was 5-4, and all five justices, this was uh, in the 90s, who voted to uphold Roe v. Wade were appointed by Republican presidents. So, you know, this is new to have Republican-appointed justices actually vote the way Republican voters hope they will. This has not happened before, and this is thanks to to Trump actually changing the character of the court. This is so profound, and I think that this is just the ripple effects of what this means. We all knew it would be momentous, but this is huge, huge in American history. Now, what were you going to bring up there, Princess Di? This is something, James, I, I cannot believe I'm reading. This is a Department of Justice press release. It's a statement from Merrick Garland. After the uh, Second Amendment 
Clarence Tolerant, uh, Thomas ruling the other day, they released a, a interesting, we don't agree with the Supreme Court thing, which I thought was very strange to have the Department of Justice, instead of saying, you know, the court has spoken, they basically said, we disagree with the ruling. It, then yesterday, this long statement, angry statement with some really disturbing comments that Merrick Garland made of what he plans to do to fight the Supreme Court. We have now a rogue Department of Justice. We all knew that was the case when it came to prosecutions. It's very political and that, that people who are conservative get short shrift by the Department of Justice. But now the Department of Justice is establishing a separate uh, judicial system. They are planning to work with federal agencies within these states that may outlaw abortion and basically set up abortion centers in the red states. If you read this statement, it says federal agencies may continue to provide reproductive health services. States may not impose criminal or civil liability on federal employees who perform their duties. The Justice Department is prepared to assist agencies in resol resolving any questions about the scope of their authority to provide reproductive care. It sounds to me like the Department of Justice under Biden is planning to set up federal agencies in states that may outlaw abortions so that abortions can be performed. I'm going to send you the link to this statement and see I what read you the statement. Think. I read the statement, and I was horrified. My statement, after I read it, I said, thank goodness this man was never appointed uh, and, and, and nominated successfully to the Supreme Court. And the DOJ yes, is corrupt. What he may well be doing damage-wise to undermine the rule of law instead of saying the Supreme Court has spoken, which is what the Department of Justice has. Oh, this is new. This has not happened before. Right. So when he does So when he ahead. does when he tries this crap in Texas, what he's going to get, he's going to get hauled into federal court once again because in these red states in Missouri, in Texas, in Arkansas, they are not going to go along with Merrick Garland coming in there and setting up these rogue abortion clinics. They're going to haul his butt right back into court and they're going to be defeated one more time because now we have precedents. Now we have stare decisis. That Roe isn't in effect anymore. That's at least my take. Also, interestingly enough, in this same statement, uh, Merrick Garland is saying that the states may not ban the abortion pill based on a disagreement with the FDA's expert judgment about its safety and efficacy. So basically what the Supreme Court did was to base, say that this is now up to, up to states now, the uh, Department of Justice is saying the states cannot weigh in or rule on the abortion pill, which is the exact opposite of what the Supreme Court has decided. So to me, this fight is not over because the left is so angry and they're going to and that's basically what this statement says. They're going to use every tool that they have. And this this is still going to need to be fought out. And I believe that they are going to do exactly that. I believe they're going to do exactly that. But there was a headline, and I, I'm forgetting the source of this. I don't. Oh yes, it was. It was the Amazon Prime Washington Post today. Biden and other critics fear 
Thomas's extreme position on contraception. And I think this goes right to what you're saying right now, that they know this is not over, and they know this is why Clarence Thomas is saying, uh-uh, we're not through yet. We have more to go. And I think that these people understand that there's going to be a continued fight over some of these things. I have one last yeah. thing to ask you about before time's okay. up. Corey Bush out in Missouri. Now, today, as of today, abortion is over in the state of Missouri. As of today, Corey Bush was out speaking out, and she called abortion an act of love. Abortions are an act of love. You are you are an expert on language. I would like to know from you. How can anybody construe an abortion to does this in any way in any and I'm not trying to be mean and I'm I'm I just want is there any way that this can possibly in language be an act of love? Well, you also mentioned active empowerment and, you know, the left has been encouraging women to shout their abortion, to celebrate their history, personal history. And, you know, unfortunately, it's so jarring to those of us who who are used to having language be the truth. The left on this particular issue is so used to lying and disguising. That's what you mentioned all the work, you know, fetus and, you know, viability. It's all of this, this fog of words rather than the clarity of baby and life. So this is part of what they do. And as you've noticed that the, the tide of opinion in this country has changed. And more people have been persuaded by the arguments for life. And so they are stuck in the lies they are in. And that is why this did not stand, because it was not built on truth. It was not built on the Constitution. It was built on legal sand. And it wasn't built on a moral foundation. So that is why it just has slipped away from them. And they don't know anything else to do but to continue to lie. And most people hear what you've just described and are repulsed by it, which is why they're going to continue to lose. Princess Diana, thank you so much. Always the voice of reason and sanity. We'll look forward to hearing from you uh, next week. And who knows what will happen next week. I imagine... It'll be more fireworks from the left. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Sir James. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to prioritygold.com.